Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Red Bulletin Podcast. There's no reason why I'm laughing at the beginning. I just felt mirthful today. It's a very mirthful day, full of mirth. M-I-R-T-H. Uh, this is the Red Bulletin Podcast. You're listening to Andreas Georges. We got a preview podcast this week. Uh, this is where we dive into a subject that's tangentially related to next week's guest. Uh, hope to provide you a little bit more context uh, for next week's guest. Dive a bit deeper. And, um, you know, next week you got another entrepreneur, a woman who has accomplished a stunning amount in her 37 years on this earth. And this despite two massive health setbacks. Uh, among her most notable is becoming, in 2012, the youngest and first female board member of the global soccer club Juventus Turin. Forza Juve. <laughs> Juve, or the old lady, as the club has been known in Italy and Europe for decades, is one of the countries in Europe's most decorated. And in the last decade, it's also been one of its most scandalous. Just after the glory of Italy's victory in the 2006 World Cup, an investigation revealed that Italy's biggest clubs, and this was like AC Milan, Inter Milan, Fiorentina, and more, were involved in match fixing. Central to that was Juve's former managing director, uh, who was found to have exerted um, pretty aggressive influence over the selection of referees, to put it mildly. All of the clubs suffered some form of punishment, but none as harshly as the old lady. For the first time in their more than 100-year-old history, they were relegated to Italy's second division with a nine-point hole to dig out of at the standings at the start of the next season. They had their 2005 and 2006 titles stripped as well. The scandal led to a flood of departures from the club of, of top-tier talent, like world-famous players, uh, and even some longtime fans turning their back. Uh, they were at their lowest, which makes their renewed dominance of Italy in the last couple of years and, and competitiveness on, on Europe's grandest tournament, the UEFA Champions League, all the more incredible. The key to the turnaround many ascribe to a man named Andrea Agnelli. He's Italian industrial royalty. Maybe you've heard of a little car brand called Fiat. And he's been president of the club since 2010. He's a man who next week's guest met for the first time as they sat opposite one another on a shuttle train from a London airport. Agnelli is an investor. Uh, his family is a venture capital fund, and he at that time had a very keen eye for the digital transformation engulfing the business world. He asked our guests to take a look at some of the proposals from the digital startups that his venture capital fund, uh, some of the ideas and proposals that they were fielding. The professional relationship grew before he asked her to help drag the old lady into the digital age in 2012. And I wanted to stop right there and reflect for just a moment that at one of Italy's oldest sporting institutions, as patriarchal a place as you might imagine, filled with egos and testosterone and all the backstabbing that comes with that, that a new president not only paved the way out of a shameful chapter for their club, but did so by seeking out the best and brightest talent, irrespective of gender and age. It, it just it makes the news of all of the gender discrimination backwardness at some of America's biggest tech companies recently all the more befuddling. But that interaction on the train also made me think about the role of chance in our lives and our preparedness to recognize it and do something with it once it's presented to us. Next week's guest asked questions of the man before she knew who he was. She was engaged. She was curious. And that's what ultimately led to another opportunity. 
It's been the blueprint she's followed since she was young. From landing at a mobile content agency in London, this was before this was a thing, with, with zero experience, but a willingness to learn and, and to be useful. It's a theme in her life. To later becoming a top consultant to a streaming service called Spotify. To starting her own venture capital fund, Muse Capital, just under a year ago. Throughout, Asia Grazioli Venier, a name so lovely that you have to say it twice, Asia Grazioli Venier, has believed that if you understand your value, then there really is no limit. So next week, we talked with her about how a lifelong desire to be useful has enabled her to seize opportunities wherever they come from, whether it's entertainment, sports, or technology. Really interesting for a lot of us who are obsessed with our own personal narratives and think they need a chart like a specific course. Asia's approach is founded just in, in one value, which is a value of being useful. And she's able to apply that to as many different fields as she wants to. What we also talked about, though, was, was the mentality required to overcome her severe health setbacks. And these were uh, a massive leg injury she suffered in London and recently a, a battle with breast cancer. And how those challenges have actually only fed her energy and growth. Um, she's a really impressive lady. Um, she's got a great voice. She's hilarious too. I think you'll dig it. And, uh, we'll see you next week. (laughs) 